0: Welcome to episode 144 of Stageworthy. I'm your host, Phil Rickaby. Stageworthy is a podcast about people in Canadian theatre featuring conversations with actors, directors, playwrights, and more. As I record this, it is my last day in St. John, New Brunswick, after a wonderful Fundy Fringe Festival. I was so honoured that my play, The Commandment, was named the Outstanding Solo Show of the 2018 Fundy Fringe Festival, which capped off a great five days of Fringe. I've had a great time here in St. John, but on Monday, it's off to the next stop, Halifax. For the Halifax Fringe. If you want to drop me a line, you can find Stageworthy really on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Stageworthy really Pod, and you can find the website at Stageworthy really Podcast.com. If you want to drop me a line, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Phil Rickaby, and my website is PhilRickaby.com. My guest this week is Kendall Savage, clown, director, and the co artistic director of the Montreal Clown Festival. She's also the director of Wild Bill's Facebook Live Feed Feeding Time YouTube Yeehaw opening at the Halifax Fringe on August 31st. So you're you when when do you head over for Halifax?
1: Halifax, we are leaving, I believe, the twenty eighth of August to get ourselves organized out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really soon.
0: <laughs> yeah, that comes up. Are you, are you, so you're going to have a little bit of time there.
1: Yeah, we're staying there, I think, for about two weeks total. But like, we're showing up. Oh my gosh, I want to say like four days early. Mm-hmm. To search for a couch for the
0: oh okay, well for the
1: performance <laughs> we didn't want to um, drag a couch across. Promises. No,
0: why yeah. would you? My goodness, <laughs> uh, it's all about minimalism when you're trying to go from place to place. Oh yes. What yes. is what is the show that you'll be presenting in the Halifax Fringe?
1: So uh, <laughs> it, it's uh, from this lovely company that uh, is owned by Steve Day, who is a local Goliath clown. Uh, who is starting to get back into clowning. And it's called Wild Bill's Facebook Live Feed, Feeding Time, YouTube, Yeehaw. And, and that, is,
0: that is quite a name.
1: Yeah. I call it Wild Bill, but <laughs> we are actively trying to use the entire title when we introduce it to people. It's a lot of fun. It's a fun title. It's a memorable title. Absolutely. Um, it took me a while to have to get my lips around it.
0: How long did it take to be able to just rattle it off like that?
1: You know, I I could have tried a little harder, but it probably took me a solid week or two of actively sitting down and being like, well, Bill's Facebook life, e fing time YouTube, yeehaw, how while Bill's Facebook life and just and repeating it sort of mantra style. Um, because right. it's a really interesting story how I got involved or I okay. I feel it is if 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 We're just going to be like rolling with conversation.
0: Yeah, we're just going to roll with it.
1: Um, I want to say that Steve Day is one of the bravest people I've ever met when it comes to fringe performances because he had two shows already under his belt, no stage manager. Um, they had such technical difficulties in the first week. We went through seven computers because... Uh, There's projection in the show, um, uh, dealing with uh, online harassment and trolls. And he still insisted that he do every single show. And when I saw him at the, um, the Fringe for All, where everyone has their two minutes to perform, his two minutes on stage were so genuinely hilarious. And super, super simple that I was very impressed and I reached out to him to be like, I can't wait to see your show. Mm. And then he's like, can you help me?
0: <laughs> 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 and, then,
1: and then I was like, well, I'm, I mean, yeah, I got a little bit of free time. And as soon as I, I, I met the guy, we sat down, we talked, we went through the show, and I was brought in to sort of help just bring it all together. Mm and and now we have what we have and it's wonderful and it's fun and it's genuine and i could not be more proud of this human and he did every Mm. single show one show the computer wouldn't work for some reason we were on computer number five and i sat in the front row and i read every single line of the computer and we just did it he just did it he's like i'm not gonna give up we're gonna do this Mm. show and I really respect that about him. So Yeah,
0: absolutely. Uh, projections are such a deadly thing. Like, um, I've, done, I've done a couple of shows with projections. One show was really projection intense. And every time we would start, we would wonder, is this going to be the one where we see the beach ball? Yep. Is this yep. going to be the one where the with... computer freezes?
1: Yeah, that happened.
0: <laughs> it is. It is. It is. The,
1: the, he designed a, a, a tech-heavy show uh, I for for a fringe show, I think it's extremely uh, tech heavy personally. So I'm more of That's a – That's really brave yeah. to do
0: that when you are going into a different space that you have you don't know so well. It's one yeah. thing if you're familiar with the space to do it or you have a lot of time in the space. Hmm. But you've got four hours to tech it.
1: Yeah, and I, I, I we have to do it, so I believe we're going to do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, but we have discussed it. Like we had a little in a rehearsal the other day. The computer did a little gluck gluck and mm. we sort of froze and, and tried not to panic. And then everything kind of smoothed out. So we're just, we're just. I'm gonna be grateful if the computer starts so much. <laughs> <'Cause>, <laughs> like, like, there can't be a number eight. There can't be a number eight. No, no way.
0: Oh my no god! Way. A number? Eight. No. no. <laughs> like, are these computers dying? And you're just like buying new no, ones? So,
1: Some of them were brand new. We borrowed. It got to a point where we were borrowing friends' computers that were like brand new, as far as I Mm. could tell. Mm. Um, And it was just a kismet. They just the clown gods just really wanted to challenge us, and I have never been more challenged in my life.
0: And they do they do the clown gods continue to challenge you?
1: Oh yes, very much so. But I'm rolling with the punches. It's sort of, it, it, the clown gods challenge me right now because I jumped on and agreed to a project that ends two days before I go in to run uh, Le Festival des Clunes de Montréal. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's a little terrifying because <laughs> running mm-hmm. a clown festival is is extremely... Beautifully stressful and filled with clown mm. god gifts, but being coming from another province, jumping over and going straight into our festival. That's
0: uh, well, gonna be that's gonna be rough because there's <laughs> must be a lot of a lot that you're doing leading up to the oh, yes. that that clown festival yes. while you're doing this show in uh, in Halifax.
1: Yeah, it's I'm like this morning I'm still desperately trying to reach out to get people to come because that's always your number one worry like are we are we advertising enough Do tell me about really it know about it um is anybody gonna come and yeah, then like but i have yeah. an amazing team i have an amazing team of about 10 people plus
0: mm-hmm.
1: um and everybody's pretty on top of their game and i couldn't be that's more great. grateful for that yeah.
0: That's great. I'm a little. I have to admit, I'm a little nervous about 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 Halifax.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, about I'm in St. John right now, getting ready to do the fundy fringe here. Oh, fun! And I have no idea. I'm, I'm I can only look at the thing in front of me. So, mm-hmm. um, I have I'm trying to keep on top of everything that I need to for for Halifax yeah. and try to set some stuff up. But I'm also needing to focus here, so I don't I I don't know
1: and not lose your anybody's cool
0: So yeah.
1: Not lose your cool. Try not
0: to worry about it.
1: Try not to get wrapped up in the party scene because you're also there and you want to have a good time, and you want to meet. Yeah, I'm people. too old for the party scene. not oh, yeah? get
0: Worried about it meet people. I mean, uh-huh. the thing is, I've noticed that all of their all of their programming is like it starts at like 11:45 here, like the 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 post fringe programming at the at the hub, oh. and for the most part, I'm like, I'm I'm gonna be in bed. Okay.
1: Fair I'm gonna enough. Be in bed, Fair enough.
0: <clears throat> yeah. I'm- uh- I, try,
1: yeah. I might have a little party left in me. I, I'm not quite there yet, but...
0: You never know. I mean, I you don't know until you well. until you go how much party you've got left in you.
1: It's true, it's true. In Montreal, where I focus most of my... like, Because I live here, and we work with the mainline and, mm-hmm. and the Fringe. It becomes quite a party scene. So, I guess... And I've never oh, no. been to... I've never participated in another Fringe. This is my first participation in another Fringe, so I don't really know how... Alike and dislike they are, so that's.
0: that's I I think I think Montreal is known as a party fringe, yeah, and it so. might be known as the party fringe on the oh, circuit. Okay. So you might find that there is uh, less party in oh, other fringes. I mean, there's still party, really? but not like Montreal. Okay.
1: Okay. There's that's no good. there's
0: no there's no thirteenth hour. Nobody's nobody's uh, partying until four o'clock in the morning. Well, maybe okay. they are, but not at the well, fringe. So
1: yeah. <laughs>
0: That's probably um, for the best. It probably is. It probably is. I mean, a lot of people like the, the Fringe, the, the Montreal Fringe, to, to kick off their tour. Um, <laughs> so, you know, it's a good good way to party through the Fringe. But, uh, um, yeah, no. Um, I mean, every Fringe is different. And, and you'll see that almost immediately when you get there. Mm-hmm. Um, aside from the Fringe, I do want to talk about Clown. And I want to talk about uh, the Montreal Festival of Clowns and also... Um, your, your, like, how did you get into clown? What is your clown slash theater origin story?
1: I um, in the beginning. <laughs> I am, um, how did I, I do, I remember, I remember this. So gosh, I don't remember how old I was, but I had just, I graduated from the Randolph Academy of Performing Arts. Uh, then my first degree was in musical theater. Um and I had I had fallen out of performance for all kinds of health reasons and, and life reasons and and then um um there used to be I don't think it exists anymore, but there used to be the most wonderful sort of get back on your feet for actors conservatory called the Players Academy in Toronto. Um and I went into that and I believe it was like an eight month intensive get back on your feet. And three months of it was working with Mike Kennard from Mump and Smoot oh, on yeah. clown. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, I remember these exact words when they said, you're going to be taking clown. I went clown, who the hell has a career in clown? And those are my exact words. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then Mike swooped in and just this whole magical world opened up and then. He, he invited me to uh, go learn at the Clown Farm before it was called the Conservatory of Creation
0: Performance.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I remember laughing and being like, again saying, Clown, who has a career in Clown? And then uh, walking away for a few years and, uh, and, and in about 2009, so years had passed, I decided I needed a fresh start I was going to go back to university uh, for, to, for more acting in Montreal. And the first year I was there Cirque du Soleil scouted me for clown. Mm. And I remember because they saw me in a, in a performance and I remember scratching my head and being like, oh, I think maybe I should explore this a little bit more. Because all the signs are pointing towards I should be doing clown mm. and that's when I just I headfirst dove in and I was I was uh, producing workshops from clowns after school hours for the students and I was going to the clown farm and I was experiencing Francine Cote and, and then I did a little bit of Philip Goulier experience and then it turned out like every third person in Montreal is a clown or involved in clowning hmm. because there are so many circuses and and the, the circus schools and of course Cirque du Soleil, Cirque Oise, Cirque Armagnon, uh, Le Setois, the Seven Fingers, um, Dr. Clowning is huge here it's it's just there's such a huge community but and they're so scattered or they were so scattered yeah and I, I just dove in and then it just like a huge tidal wave rolled over me and the next thing I know I'm I am where I am Mm.
0: what is it about Montreal that uh that uh attracted so much clown Was did it come from Cirque du Soleil or was it there before Cirque
1: um I think it it was here I do believe it was here before Cirque absolutely was here before Cirque it's the connection between I personally believe between Europe and Quebec Mm. Because the French community is, is, handles the arts very differently than the English community. And mm-hmm. that's a good thing and sometimes a bad thing. But it's just different. Different you yeah. know, is, is neither. But it's like in Europe where clown, much like comic books, are considered a high art. Mm-hmm. And... They have people like like uh, Lecoq is, has been doing it forever and ever and ever up there. And then yeah. Philippe Ollier. And so there's all these experts. And then all of the, the French people here relate to it so much more out there. So they go, they learn. And then they find out there's a beautiful cabaret circuit out there where they can actually go and tour for six months out of the year, save all of their money and come back and then afford to live in Montreal because Montreal is the most affordable city in Canada to mm-hmm. live in. Mm-hmm. I Like the rent is just magical. Right, and I hope it stays like that forever and ever and ever. Um, but I'm sure it won't, but we'll see. And so... What happens is all of these clowns are going to train, touring the circuit, and then coming back home and then teaching here. And then Mm. more clowns are going over, doing the cabaret circuit, and coming back and teaching here. And Canada just, as I'm sure you know, doesn't support its artists properly.
0: No. no, The
1: funding's not there. The work isn't there. Um, But the passion and the talent and the love is there. And it's sort of heartbreaking that way. Yeah. And so the relationship... To clown here, in my opinion, is different in other places in Canada because of the outreach of, of France and Europe and how they treat the arts.
0: Do you find that the 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 support of the arts when we say that the support of the arts is is not really there in Canada, is that the same in Quebec? Or is it is there more support for the arts in Quebec than there is in the rest of Canada?
1: Quebec is 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 super unique. Um, because they have their own star system here.
0: Mm, mm-hmm.
1: It's it's a really inter. It's a really difficult topic and a really interesting topic that, you know, you could, could, we could have a, a whole episode on just this topic. Mm. But had I not moved here and and took the time to understand the history of the culture and and um, the colonialism within the French community, um, I don't think I would have really grasped why it's so cliquey mm. but now i understand why they have their own star system mm-hmm. um it's so difficult for anyone who's not born quebec or french to get into the french uh, arts area because they are looking out for themselves and i respect that because we do pretty much have just about the rest of canada and they do just sort of have their province and I think, I think no one's to blame for that. It's, it's mm. a little bit of everybody who yeah. sort of put themselves in this box. Um, but it's different because the, the, the Francophones financially support the Francophones because they don't think there's anyone else that would do it. Right. And English the- Theatre Canada sort of just, in Quebec has this, th- their own little niche. Right. And it's like the little engine that could, kind mm-hmm. of. Um, I don't know if that answers the question. Sure, but, no, no, it helps. But,
0: um, you said when you when you moved to, 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 to Quebec, you're not originally from Quebec?
1: No, I'm originally from the Niagara region in a little teeny town called Ridgeville, Ontario.
0: Okay. How did you um, find your, like, what... Did, was it school that took you to Quebec, or was it something else?
1: Yes. Uh, I, I went to to Concordia University for theater performance, which morphed into a focus on clown and uh-huh. physical theater while I was there, in, I believe, 2009.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And then I, I stuck around.
0: Hmm.
1: I, oh, well, there was a year, <laughs> my there was a, a year and a half where um, I went to a... Uh, edmonton alberta to get my master's degree in the history of women in clown mm-hmm. but i very 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 happily after a year and a half working with mike Kennard, who i'm so grateful still speaks to me decided that a master's degree wasn't for me and and i moved back with my partner we was, moved out there
0: we moved was back. the was it was it what was it like i mean a master, i know a master's degree probably isn't for me but was it Well, was it the academia that didn't agree with you or was there something else?
1: Um, I love a good little academia in my life to read day to day. Um, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna pretend I'm something I'm not. I'm not an academic. Mm. I'm not. I was like, I can be an academic, no problem. Mm. And then my writing standards weren't up to, it wasn't fun.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I know I'm oversimplifying, f- f- simplifying it, but it was not fun. It was constantly working for other people. I was in a, an, an absolute emotional state of disarray. I, again, I was having major health problems out there. Mm. Um, I was not happy yeah. and the city is cold and dark, but the people are wonderful. I've met some of the most wonderful people in my entire life out there that I'm dear friends with, and I, I, I love that we had. I had this experience, but I'm not an academic. Mm. I don't like working for other people mm. in that sense. A lot of it was doing work for teachers who were never happy with my quality of work. And I didn't know how at the time to change and improve that. And I couldn't make anyone happy and I wasn't making myself happy. And it wasn't making Mike look very good as a professor, and so I decided to just call it a day. Hmm. And I, I was, and it's the best choice I've ever made. I I've, I've never made such a wonderful difficult choice in my life, and I'm so happy for it.
0: Well, I mean, I'm sure, can the university- to, it can be difficult to to, to to leave a thing. Like once you started, uh, I know people who have you know they spent ages saying to themselves i have to finish my degree i have to finish yes. my degree mm-hmm. because then at least i have a degree but they're so miserable while they're doing it that they're making themselves yeah. sick
1: it is the only thing i have ever quit in my life mm. even the festival got started because so <laughs> they got drunk one night and i announced it was going to happen and the room went absolutely crazy <laughs> and then I, I woke up the next morning and said oh shoot <laughs> i better follow through yeah and i did <laughs>
0: Well, how and long? I, how long has the festival been going on?
1: We're going into our third year. Nice. Third a charm. Yeah, the first year was uh, myself and my partner, my life partner, and we, and and I, I reached out for a little a little help, and I should have reached out for way more. And we got through it. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, due to kismet, by texting the wrong person, I met uh, Vanessa Rio, who is my business partner, my co artistic director. She is, we call ourselves the glitter and the glue. And she is the glue. And I would be absolutely nothing without her. Right. She has applied for all of our grants. She, she does everything that my brain can't focus. And I do everything that she tells me to do. And if it wasn't for her, there, there would not be a second or a third hmm. festival. And I'm eternally grateful for this woman, this dear friend, and this hilarious clown who is just... Ugh, the greatest thing that ever happened to me
0: what surprised you about running a festival that first year
1: ooh what surprised me well i think i surprised myself with my organizational skills
0: mm-hmm.
1: and the fact that we we did it just just the fact that there was a beginning and a middle and an end
0: mm-hmm.
1: and no one had murdered me and i hadn't <laughs> murdered anyone was probably the biggest surprise. Mm. And, then, and then ego. Ego from myself, mm-hmm. e- ego from other artists, vulnerability surprised me. Um, my temper or control, mm-hmm. learning to control a temper, realizing that it's freaking out is not an option. Right. Surprised me. Mm. That's the biggest thing I, I have walked away from this is i can't freak out it's not an option i'm the i'm the stone that's holding the picnic blanket down and i have to stay grounded so everyone else can succeed because my job is making sure that everyone else succeeds Mm. and that was a huge surprise because i'm very much a performer yeah and I'm very much a solo artist, so it's always been me, me, me. And then all of a sudden, I was landed in a role. where I was like, "Whoa, ego! It's not about you. This is about making sure everyone else is successful, hmm. and therefore, you are successful."
0: Um, was there a moment where, like, that you could think of where you figured out that freaking out was not an option? Was there something happening? Did you, um, <laughs> did you did you freak out and realize that it, like, I don't know, ruined everything I- or
1: no, I've had one major freak out last year. The first year I was just in a constant state of sneaking away to the, to the, to the ladies' room and sitting on a stall and crying my stress out and then <laughs> gathering myself and leaving, but <laughs> which sort of saved my life. Uh, and then the second year I had one major freak out because I had organized everything so well and then someone tell, told me I didn't. Oh, No. And it was the very last date, an hour before the closing gala, and I took it all out on my life partner. <laughs> mm. And there, we had a mini screaming match, and then that was a that was uh, that was the only time I really, really like verbally freaked out. Yeah. But there was a moment, but were and I don't were know they, if it's. Were they when
0: They said that you that it wasn't as well organized as you thought, or was it just somebody being an asshole?
1: There was a. Uh, column a little column b okay okay Okay. um there was a a a manager of one of the cabarets that we run a a successful clown cabaret uh out of told me i hadn't reserved the space until a week before the festival but in fact i had reserved it a year in advance right called six months earlier called three months prior called a week prior the festival and then showed up and said you didn't reserve the space mm. and, and i had it, i was just exhausted mm. on my last my last and i freaked i, I, I freaked out
0: <laughs> i don't blame you
1: <laughs> you just hit a sore spot you, uh, you hit a sore spot yeah yeah
0: uh-huh. and but that wasn't the that's... reason oh. no
1: Go ahead. Oh, no. I was just going to say there, 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 that wasn't when I realized I couldn't freak out. The first year, I had a very unhappy artist who, who I choose to rename nameless, mm-hmm. who, who wasn't really sure what we, we were getting into because I didn't even know really what I was doing or what this festival was, was doing. And I, I got chewed out daily huh. by this artist. Um, and I realized I just couldn't give my power away. Right this artist was a, was nervous. This artist was afraid. This artist was a certain caliber that wasn't used to doing something. So grassroots. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I just, that's what I realized. I had to just bite the bullet, get chewed out right. and move on.
0: So not, not an easy, not an easy thing to do. No, no. <laughs> uh, but so how are you, how are you juggling? Doing what you're doing for this fringe show, um, doing what you're doing to to get ready to run the the, the clown fest two days after uh the <laughs> you're finished uh the, the Halifax fringe. Um how how are you keeping on top of all of that?
1: Um am I keeping on top of it is the question. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, um besides my stellar team of people my abs I can't again can't thank them enough they're the most wonderful crew in the entire world there's too many of them to name um I think I just have to wake up and I make little lists of this is what I have to do today this is what I have to do tomorrow and i know like i have major things like i have to get two bilingual contracts set up this weekend so when i come back i can organize everyone's contracts so they make sure they get paid that's mm. one of the big things uh, delegation delegation is really helping that's a huge thing i learned uh, uh, knowing when to ask for help mm. and so i'll reach out and discuss i need you to do this for me right now because i have too much on my plate. late and then I have to trust my artist, Steve Day, for a wild bill that he's doing his part of trying to get ready. And um, a lot of it is knowing what you can and you cannot control. Mm. So I can't really control who's going to come see our show. No. I can't control 100% if the tech is going to go crazy and we're going to have another wild Montreal fringe. Um, and I have to just be at peace with that. Mm. And I just have to take it one bit at a time and know that freaking out is not going to make it any better and stay calm.
0: I mean, that's certainly, that's certainly a, a big challenge. And is certainly, uh, you know, that's, it's difficult to keep calm in those situations. I know for me, like, I don't know, you know, I feel like in St. John, I have a network of people because um, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't, I'm not from here, but I have a lot of friends here. Um, and so that's, that's something that I can sort of rely on and they can, you know, they've sort of shared my event around and talked talk to people and stuff. But uh, I don't have so many people in Halifax. And so uh, about the only thing that I know that I can do is when I show up in Halifax on the 27th is get out, get posters up and start talking to people. Yeah. Which is yeah. not easy for me because I'm a huge introvert and that is exhausting. Um, but if I want people to see my show, I know I have to do it.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, you got to hustle.
0: Yeah.
1: Hustling is the most difficult part because I just, I, there's a bit of, I still feel a bit of imposter syndrome. Oh, I think we I'm all inv- do.
0: I think we all yeah. do.
1: Whenever I'm involved with anything mm-hmm. and and the way I came onto this project, because the, the Wild Bill was already, it was already a show.
0: Mm-hmm. It,
1: I haven't so much directed it as, as helped keep kept, kept, kept it organized. Mm-hmm. And I've uh, been a sounding board for to make moments stronger and, and it's, and it's been a pleasure, but it's really, it's like, I'm here, I'm here to help and we're going to go, but you know, where am I in this? Mm. And then you show up and you're like, I love this show. Are you guys going to love this show? Well, I don't know. That's a risk you have to take, yeah. but I, I love this show and I love this artist and I love that I feel needed mm. and
0: so what and is we, what is your role at the at the fringe? I mean, are you running this show? Or are you just helping to produce? What do you what do you do?
1: Um, I'm I'm uh, with with Wild Bill? You? Yeah, with Wild Bill. So I'm I'm helping stage manage. Okay. I'm producing a little bit. I'm just there was a clown in I'm a bit of a bleeding heart too.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: There was a clown in need. Mm-hmm. And as someone is a leader in my community, I stepped up to the to bat and saw just how much this clown needed help mm-hmm. and loved the, the show I love the show I, th- I think it's it's charming and funny and and sincere and and full of ups and downs and the journey's been wonderful and so I'm, I'm showing up with him to make sure that the show runs much smoother than Montreal and I'm excited for an experience like this mm-hmm. and And I'm going to help sell the show and we're going to just have a really wonderful time. So it's really, it's an exciting, it's exciting. I'm showing up to this fringe to make sure that one of my clowns in my community is thriving.
0: That's, I mean, that is amazing. I mean, I know back, back home in Toronto, uh, I will often sit with people and we'll talk about things like we talk about, we talk about the theater community. But what is that? Is there a community? We have a bunch of different cliques all over the place, but is there a community? When does that community get together and things like that? But it sounds like there is more, a little more of a community, at least in clown, in in Montreal and and that you are stepping up for each other.
1: Yeah, well, there was and there wasn't. Hmm. There was a lot of separation between Francophone clown and English clown. Hmm. Um, Kind of, kind of. And then um, when I started with Francine Cote School of Clowning and James Keel on this clown cabaret uh, at the time called Les Clune, that was to try to bring everyone together because there was nowhere for them to really perform. Mm -hmm. And then when the festival sort of bloomed from their wonderful cabaret, my goal was to create community. Because artists are nothing without other artists. We're the ones that come out to see our shows. We're the ones that are used as sounding boards. Mm -hmm. And I strongly believe that if I'm going to talk the talk, I have to walk the walk.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: And although this is a bit of a a wild jump, (laughs) going (laughs) agreeing two days before my festival to go help this person, I'm very much a woman of my word. Mm -hmm. And I said that I would do it. Yeah. Uh, and I'm following
0: through. Well, that's great. That's great. Um, oh, there was something I, you said that I wanted to I wanted to build on, and now, of course, I've forgotten. Um, <laughs> is there? I mean, in terms of in terms of, of the the, um, the clown festival. So we've talked about what you what we what you do uh, what you're doing with Wild Bill. What does your role look like running uh, a festival of clowns?
1: It fl- it fluctuates throughout the year, but um, I-, I would pr- I would say mostly my the pinnacle point of my job happens when we are in the theater. Mm. I have, I'm also the, the, the clown connections, like I have connections all over the world with different clowns, um, and I, I absolutely love meeting clowns of all different pedagogies and getting to know them, and so I'm, I feel like I'm sort of the face of the festival,
0: mm.
1: and then throughout the year, um, <clears throat> excuse me, and then once the festival starts, I am in the space, almost 24 hours, Wow. Uh, making sure that when the shows arrive for tech, they, that my technicians and my, my head of tech have everyone ready and comfortable. Contracts are signed and money is understood, how the payout going to happen. And the special events that so we have, several free special events are being run smoothly. I run a workshop. We have uh, John Davison coming this year from England nice. via the New York Clown Festival. And that's huge. Mm. His workshop sold out very quickly. Wow. Um, um, he's amazing I highly recommend everyone reading his books then um, I float around in the evenings in one of my fabulous dresses that I am known for um, just making sure that everyone is happy mm. so my job is to, make, to host make sure everyone is happy make sure everything is going smoothly if the artists need anything doing my best to make sure the artists get what they need and they're happy uh, Cirque du Soleil is wonderful They give the artists and special guests Tour of the grounds nice. So I go there and I make sure Our connections between the casting department Of Cirque is smooth mm. um, And I just I just make sure my, I like to think That my job is to make sure That everyone is happy and healthy
0: Well that's a That's, that's a really good way to look at it I think um i i i i mean i don't know i've seen directors of other festivals and and you know they look a lot more stressed and a lot more um i'm not sure what they're concentrating on uh and sometimes they seem to be absent and it sounds like you're right front and center um and i
1: I, I try to (laughs) be
0: well i mean you can't always be but because there's always going to be something but i think it's admirable that you're trying
1: um thank you
0: Is there something in particular that you're looking forward to at the Halifax Fringe?
1: Um, I've never been to Halifax. So, A, I'm really excited to go to Halifax. Mm -hmm. Um, But I have to admit, I've been so busy, I haven't gone through their shows yet to see who's coming to perform. So...
0: I can't say for yeah. sure. I, To be <laughs> honest, is... to be honest. Besides your show. Either.
1: Oh my gosh, Phil, I can't wait to see your well, show. Well, thank
0: you. Thank you. <laughs>
1: um,
0: I, I, I have to admit, I, I have not looked, I, I know I want to see uh, uh, a she-wolf. Um, oh. Yeah. And, uh, uh, but that's the only show that I know so far. So I have to, I mean, I haven't really looked too far ahead yet. Because again, I'm, I'm focusing here, mm-hmm. but I mean, there's mm-hmm. time, right? There's time to, to figure out what shows to see and hopefully time to see Halifax a little while there, too.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'm also excited that I'll be giving a workshop at the Halifax. Are you village.
0: doing a clown, a clown workshop?
1: Uh, sort of. I'm, yes, I'm focusing on uh, clown and impulse by using um, uh, games and techniques from the Pachenko. Okay. Where we're going to be looking at our in uh, at our inner impulse machine hmm. and learning to listen to our bodies first.
0: Well, that sounds before amazing. Before
1: we can implement it into clown. It's a lot of wow. fun. A lot of it is just inner exploration of discovering what impulse is and then how we can take it and apply it to clown or theater or or, or our everyday lives.
0: Nice. Awesome.
1: Yeah, it's going to be fun. Yeah. It's going to be fun. That's what I'm aiming for. Yeah.
0: And what day did you arrive at did you arrive in Halifax
1: again? I believe I believe we're showing up the twenty eighth we're driving. Mm. And then
0: I bet that's a a gorgeous drive.
1: Oh I'm really excited. I bet it is. I love I love car (laughs) I love drives. (laughs) We we drove to Prince Edward Island last year and I was just like yeah, it was the greatest thing. That's nice. That's nice.
0: Well, I will see you in Halifax. Thank you so much for for talking to me today. Oh,
1: thank you so much for this. It's been wonderful.